Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the mic for thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. In this episode, Tim Gustafson, Executive Leadership Coach, Applied Leadership Coaching, LLC, discusses leadership wellness, are we our own worst enemy? Good afternoon, everyone. Thanks for staying, and good to see new faces. Uh, my name's Maura McShane. I'm with Humanize. We're sponsoring the event uh, here today, and I'm with Tim Gustafson, who uh, is the executive leadership coach for Applied Leadership Coaching, LLC, uh, who will be discussing, are we our own worst enemy? Uh, to set the stage, I'll give you a little background on him, and then you can get started. Tim, uh, Tim's coaching philosophy centers around helping others succeed. Tim has been certified as a professional certified coach, PCC, by the International Coaching Federation, ICF. Tim has effectively managed, coached, and led individuals and teams in multiple industries throughout 30-plus years' career. His extensive experience has shaped his unique perspective on methodologies for successful leadership. And a fun fact about Tim is him and his wife have been married for 34 years. They have four adult children and five grandchildren. Tim is active in his community and enjoys cycling, traveling, and serving others. Great. Thank you, Mara. Appreciate the introduction. And welcome. I appreciate you taking the time and grateful that you take the time to spend with me today. So the, uh, the theme that we have, it's personal. We're going to get very personal today. So this is about your leadership and how you develop and how you grow. So the question at hand is, are we our own worst enemy? And I think we can probably answer that, but we'll go through a little discussion first. So the purpose today is to share a leadership development path uh, for you, to help you get better in your leadership well-being. So I hope that at the end of this, you walk away that you can recognize how, at least in part, how you are standing in your way of your growth and development. And also, I hope that you gain a couple of new perspectives. Assumptions that I have going into this is that Everyone here is a leader in one way, shape, or form. And you are responsible for your growth, your development, your leadership well-being. And that growth and development are key to your leadership well-being. So components of well-being, there's several of them. Each of these different components have a critical role in our lives. They have an impact one way or another. Now, we may or may not recognize or even agree with that, yeah, this is part of my life, but at least it ought to be considered. So this helps us to be a well-rounded individual. These things occur or, or they're part of us at work, at home, at play, socially, however we play it out. So they have an impact for us. So my question to you, as we looked at these components of well-being, what prevents us from well-being? What prevents us from growing and learning? So let me, let me put that out there to you. Toss out some thoughts. What are some things that prevent you from reaching your potential with regard to your well-being? Time. time. Okay, time is one. What's another one? What's that? Self-doubt. Self Very good. What else? What's that? It happens, yeah. Bad things happen. 
Oh, bad habits. I'm sorry. It's hard to hear up here. Bad habits. Absolutely. Yeah. What else? The global world. Yeah. There's so much going on, right? What else? Constant interruptions, distractions. Physical work environment. Yeah, it affects us for sure. So there's all sorts of things that happen to us that stop us from being and getting to well-being that we want. So my contention and my thought is that it's actually us. All these other things that are going on around us, it shows that we're sort of being acted upon. So how can we act? How can we take responsibility and act and not be acted upon? So instead of being the victim, that we might be having a little bit of a So instead of being the victim, that we need to take responsibility. So we need to recognize that we are the ones that might be the issue. We are our own worst enemy. In fact, we get in our way, and I believe that we go out of our way to get in our way. We do things potentially unconsciously we don't know about. We have these blind spots. And these things get in our way because of the habits that we have. And those things that might be going on that Boy, we're so good at something, we don't even think about it. Well, so let's talk about core strengths. Our core strengths, we see a life cycle here of an individual. My belief is that our core strengths start very early in our life. We figure out how to be successful when we're very, very young. And so we start to develop these habits. These habits create success for us. And those successes lead us to more success. So we stay with those habits. We keep going with it, these behaviors, whatever those happen to be. So where does that take us? Well, these core strengths take us to developing who we are, what we become, because we rely on those because they are successful. In fact, we go so far that we, it becomes sort of who we are. It's that we operate and, and sort of focus on this is the way we operate. This is our way of being. Well, these behaviors and so forth, they become our default patterns. These default patterns are fantastic because we can think about it, or we don't even have to think about stuff, we can just blow through it. And I think this example was given earlier. So I'm sure you all have had the experience where you're driving in a car for five or 10 minutes and you sort of zone out. And then you all of a sudden snap out of it and you realize, wow, how did I get here? We are so good at driving that we don't have to think about what we're doing. We just sort of blow through it. Now that with a car, that can be obviously pretty dangerous. If we lose those one or two seconds while something's going on, it, helps, it could potentially be a, a physically uh, tragic. Well, the same thing happens in the work environment. We develop these habits. Whatever they happen to be, we develop them. And they can be good habits, but they can also be holding us back. In fact, we develop these as super strengths, I'll call them. And these super strengths might become our greatest weaknesses. And they happen that way because we overuse them, we overextend, we overplay these strengths. And these strengths actually become a liability for us. So put yourself in the place of thinking about how leaders might act. You might say, wow, she is so smart. She's super bright, but she's so stinking critical. Can't stand it. Wow, he's got great ideas, great ideas, but he doesn't allow us to develop our own. So it's a, it's a, he or she is great, but who wants to do a yes but? 
it'd be much better if we could go, wow, super bright. They've got some great ideas and they help us to develop ideas. Much better place to be in. So these ideas, these liabilities cancel out the strengths that we have. Well, let's quickly talk about some pathways forward. So what do we do with that? How do we deal with these kind of problems that we might have? Well, first off, I think the number one thing is we need to understand the impact of what we have going on. So feedback is a big deal. So if you've not received a 360 feedback, has anybody ever had a 360 feedback? So maybe about half or a third of you have. So the impact of that is that that can help change our lives because we're able to see things that we haven't been able to see. And what a gift that is. What an amazing thing. The only problem with feedback is that it's hard. It feels like people are yelling at us. In fact, my daughter, we, had, we grew up, we have four children, and our teenage girls, they come up and say, Dad, you, you're yelling at me, Dad. Says, no, I'm not yelling at you. I'm just providing some feedback. But it feels like we're being yelled at because it's difficult to hear these things, especially when we think that we're doing great stuff. So feedback is a gift. This tool up here is called the Leadership Circle Profile. It's a 360 assessment tool that I use with almost all my clients. And it really allows us to understand the difference between less effective and more effective leaders. And this space is a space of reactivity, and this is a space of creativity, moving from reactive to creative. So we want to move up the scale. So this feedback allows us to see things that we can't see and see beyond where we can't see. So let's just dive into this just a little bit. It's a very involved uh, 360 tool that provides such great data and information. 360's uh, first number one thing, the benefit of it is it provides us uh, self-awareness. Self-awareness is the key to a growth and development. When we have self-awareness about something, then we can do something about it. If we don't, if it's a blind spot, we aren't gonna do anything about it because we don't know about it. Makes total sense. So if we look at this, at this tool here, um, on the right side, we see a controlling uh, piece up here. That's a summary dimension of four different uh, areas or, or tendencies that we have. That would be autocratic, uh, ambitious, driven, and perfectionist. So if you look at this feedback tool, the black line indicates the self-assessment. This is where people, uh, the individual uh, that I coach, she has come up with what she believes she's doing. The green area are the evaluators, the shaded area. So she doesn't think she's very controlling, but the evaluators think she's highly controlling. Big blind spot, has no idea. So this was a big shock to her. But she, since she had the feedback, she recognizes she's doing something about it. Similar kind of thing down here, this is in a protecting space. So here, her, she's recognizing she's being perceived about the same way she thinks she is, but still, this is a very high numbers. So these protecting uh, approach to leadership is not highly effective. So between protecting and controlling, she's got some work to do. And this all comes from a 360 feedback. So this becomes a launching point of uh, development. And what a great tool to have to be able to go down that path. So let's talk, jump from that. All right, so what do we do with that information? How do we approach it? So we have a, a, uh, a plan. This plan that we might want to go with. First of all, seek and receive feedback. 
get the feedback, start from there. Once we get it, we have to be truthful with ourselves about this information. I've had many clients say to me, oh, well, let me tell you, that, that comment came from this person. Oh, and I, that's not, I don't, I don't need to worry about that. These are perceptions. These are all opinions. None of it's true or false. It's just ideas and thoughts. But these ideas are thoughts. As a leader, this is important because it's important to those that are providing us the feedback. So we have to recognize it and we have to work with it and go with it. So we have to be truthful about this and we have to open ourselves up, be vulnerable, and allow that connection to come to us. Once we understand what that is, what is it that we want? What are we going to do with that? Now, I might get some feedback and I'm, it might say that, you know, I'm, I'm too controlling, but that's not important for me. But maybe the thing is, I don't have any integrity. It might be something that blow my mind. And so I want to have a lot more integrity, so I want to work on that. So we determine what we're going to have passion with. You know, as we looked on that chart, you could see all sorts of different competencies that this individual needs to work on. Well, if they just pick one and start working on that, that's going to be uh, fantastic. If you try to pick 10, you won't get anything accomplished. Call it the one big thing. So you focus on one thing and you move forward with it. So once we understand what we want to do, we create a plan around it. That plan needs to have a vision and purpose. It's based on our values, based on our purpose. Where are we coming from? Those things that are important to us need to come out in this plan. Develop strategies, goals, however we're going to do it, make sure that we have a, a pathway to accomplish it. Little things, it doesn't have to be big stuff. Little, little things at a time. We need to be intentional. So whatever it is we choose to do, align yourself with that and be intentional about it. So stay with it, focus on it, and keep moving forward. Now, with anybody that I've coached and also with myself, none of this is perfect. It's messy because we've had habits that we've designed over the years that have created us to be successful. And so because we're successful with it and we've gotten so good at these things, to try to modify that, to change it so it's not a liability anymore, is hard to do. So it's going to be difficult. So it requires hard work and effort and hard work and effort. And you got to be patient with yourself because it doesn't happen overnight. These are things that take months and years to change. So you got to be patient. Reflect on your actions and your changes. So as you're going through the process, be great to have a coach to have that reflection process going on. And then along the way, get more feedback. Feedback is critical. You've got to surround yourself with people that will provide you feedback. How often do you hear about the, the leader at the top that they've got a bunch of yes men around them and they're just feeding them what he wants to hear or what she wants to hear? That doesn't help. That's not good. We want honest, true feedback. So we've got to be able to have people around us that are willing to stretch and willing to push forward and sort of pull out the red card, if you will, and say, hey, we got a problem going on here. Let me tell you what it is. Wow, would that be valuable? Following that, lead forward. Once you figure out what your plan is, you need to keep going with it, push forward with it. And once you get yourself engaged and get yourself figured out, then bring your team along. Create a leadership agenda and then push it into your company. So each of you have a little uh, handout. If you don't, there's some on the back table and over here. There's some up here if you'd like to get it.
So take just a minute. Take just a minute and define where you're at, where you think you are in the process. So are you miserable? Is everything perfect? Where are you at with it? Just sort of put an X by where you, you are from a leadership perspective. And then on the other side, put down what are some areas for me that I can improve upon. It doesn't have to be a big deal. It could just be something small. It might be mindfulness. Maybe I need to take more time for myself. So take five minutes a day. Maybe it's I need to read more. Maybe I need to back off. I'm too busy. Whatever those things are, whatever those things are, we need to give it a shot. So as, after you've marked down, what is it that's going to take me from a four to a seven or an eight to a nine? Whatever those things are, figure it out. It might be that I, I want to be a better listener. Excellent. What are the things I need to do to get there? Maybe I'm overcommitted. I've got too much going on. All right. How can I lessen that? So this idea of focus is something that's important. Now, going back to where we started, so these idea, the idea of a blind spot. There's so much that we don't know about ourselves because we're so busy about getting things accomplished and utilizing the behaviors that we have, we probably don't know who we are. So my question to you to, you, to close us is, am I who I think I am? Are you who you think you are? A great question to ask. Now, if we have these blind spots, you know, our answer to this might be, oh yeah, I know myself perfectly. If you haven't had a 360, take that and you'll find out I am not who I think I am. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time.